Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Gun Street Wiring Shop. If you're looking for a place to get some custom electronics uh, for your guitar, bass, whatever else that you need that has knobs and pickups, probably not amps. Did you just take your shirt off? Twirl around your head like a helicopter? Don't make Uh, a big deal about it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Gun Street, they're great guys. I emailed them about my Telecaster and then they emailed me back within like, I don't know, a day, and then I never emailed them back to follow up to answer their questions because I'm an idiot. Uh, But they're really responsive. They really want to do, um, basically operate as like a community service everywhere, but they're just a small shop, so it's great. Yeah, Uh, I've been thinking about what I'm going to have them put together for my Telecaster. Have you been thinking about your Telecaster anymore? Uh, I have. I just, they've sent me some options. Actually, I told them what my setup was, and they're like, oh, yeah, the five-way telly won't work for you. So uh, we were talking about doing a three-way with just like a push-pull, um, but I need to open mine up and see what the uh, whether or not I actually have a four-way, uh, four-lead uh, uh, humbucker or just a two-lead. I think I'm pretty sure it's four, but so I think what I want to do is I want to drill a third hole in between the two knobs on okay. the control plate, and so I can have I'm going to put a third humbucker in the middle, really, and then I can have a push-pull coil tap. I mean coil split. For each humbucker, but I don't know what like control to assign to that extra knob. Like I don't know if I want to do like a, a secondary tone for the neck or something like that, mm. or like some sort of weird thing. I'll, I need to talk to them and figure it out. And then I don't know what kind of switching. Either I'll do a five-way switching, or I'll do. I was thinking like I almost never combine humbuckers together. What if I did a three-way switch and it was just one pickup at a time on each position? Right. Just to be weird. And just be like, who cares? You know. Yeah, one of the one of the options uh, they gave me that sounded interesting was a theoretical humbucker out of phase with itself. They're like, it should, ah. they're like, it should be possible, but we've never actually done it. I like I like where this is going. Uh, at least that was kind of the impression that I got. So I kind of like that they're 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 willing out, to experiment. Yeah, willing to experiment on my gear. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I guess like they said, like they that was kind of like. Um, they're like, oh, it's similar to what we did with Ryan with the SG, but it's a little different. Yeah. And it could be really I've been interesting. Loving, I've been loving that out of phase on the SG. It's a bunch of fun to mess with. Who else has sponsored us, Steve? Uh, also sponsoring us is Sinusoid, of course. They need to send always. us a shirt so you can get naked I know. Um, and change on the show. This week we're talking TechFlex. Uh, talking TechFlex! TechFlex is this uh, It's this stuff. There it is. It's this now little got- tangible plastic coating. Now that uh, we got a coating, video, we're a, going it's a crazy. Wrap, um, and it is um, super cool. It, it, I really like it. I'm, I love TechFlex. I'm going to say I'm never going to buy a cable again that doesn't have TechFlex on it. Uh, because especially for playing on the stage, I just love how it slides around. and doesn't yeah. bind on itself. doesn't stick to itself. It's really easy to coil and uncoil. Yep. Like you, you open up the little Velcro tab and you just fling it onto the stage. And it's just like a whip. It just goes everywhere and releases. It's, yeah, it's, it's a cool. pretty satisfying experience. So uh, head on over to sinusoid.com to check that out. Also, it looks cool. You can get different kind of patterns and colors and stuff. It's yes. really Sinus- aesthetically fun. We got to say the catchphrase. Sinusoid cables. They make cables. And smiles. Uh, and last but not least, of course, uh, this week we are sponsored by Solid Gold Effects. Boom. Countercurrent. The countercurrent. Uh, Ryan did a demo video for it. Uh, so go check that out. It's a really cool reverb. It's got a feedbacker. 
Yeah, it's got a momentary feedback switch on there uh, that it's like this really interesting like hybrid between like a gain feedback, like what you expect from like an overdriven amp and like a self-oscillating reverb sort of thing. So it's really unique, really interesting sounding. It's a dirty, dirty reverb pedal that's got kind of like this really interesting grit on the trails. So if you're looking for like a lo-fi, psychedelic, shoegazy sort of reverb that can also be dialed in to do kind of like a vintage, like, uh, you know, kind of like slapbacky sort of sound. It's pretty dang great. I feel like it takes uh, where they left off with the, uh, with the Surfrider reverb and pushes it in a more experimental direction. Cool. Yeah. So go check out my demo. Go check out everyone else's demos. Buy three or four of them and tell them that we sent you. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Woohoo! We're in 60 Cycle Hum Studios. Yeah, this is sick, man. You like it? Yeah, and I actually I really like the the way the paint over the plywood turned out too. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really cool texture. I don't know if you probably can't actually see it in this video, but if you do the um, if you I do think, the lighting just right, you can really see the texture. I have the lighting pretty soft right yeah, now. Yeah, I think it's gonna I think it'll really pop in when you're doing like your demo stuff yeah, where the yeah. camera's a lot closer to the wall. It's gonna be yeah. Great. Well, I'm also going to completely saturate the walls with gear. I've ordered 15 swing strings, <laughs> which are going to show oh, up. So these aren't on the ones that you ordered. These are the ones that I've taken out of the old old uh, music room okay. and brought down here just so I could have stuff on the walls. Uh, I'm going to completely populate the walls with You're guitars. You're going to get it all over the walls. And, <laughs> and I'm going to put up some really extensive pedal shelves. I've been thinking about uh, – go go stand up behind there, Steve, and check the spacing of this pedal behind the necks of the guitars. I'm going to run a pedal – yeah, on the wall. I'm going to run a pedal shelf or multiple shelves behind the necks. Ooh. So there will be pedal shelves running the lengths of the walls. That's going to be really tight. Behind the next of the guitars, I'm going to maximize the space to have as much stuff back there as possible. <laughs> if you listen, if you normally listen to the uh, to the audio version of the podcast, like most people do, go jump on YouTube this time and go check out the video version because that's what we're doing, and I think yeah. that's what we're going to do from but now on. But still, download it on and play it on your podcatcher because we want those sweet sweet downloads. I mean, this is something we're exploring. Uh, I had to move my music room down to the garage because I'm having another kid. I'm losing the music room. Figured it was time to make the jump into doing a a, a legit video version of the podcast. Uh, yeah, after hanging out with the. Uh, that pedal show guys yeah. at, in Germany. I was like, these guys do like a full hour and people video watch it. and people love it. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that? We are already, we're already recording a full hour. We just didn't have a good backdrop because recording up in the music room is hard with voices because the mics bounce off yeah, the walls. And, and we stuff. had to like, couldn't really, yeah, the framing was, was, Oh, it's impossible to frame up in, yeah. up in there. Uh, so we built a whole set. Uh, this was all paid for by the inner circle, by the way. Thanks guys. Uh, I think it's cost about a thousand bucks so far yeah. to move down into the garage. And someone's going to say like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, look, we, we paid a guy to do it. Yeah. We paid our, our friend Cassidy to come help me build stuff. I think I paid him like two sixty something like that for his time. And it was well worth it. It yeah. would have taken me a week by myself trying to figure yeah, out how to do this. You guys basically ride. did this in like a day, right? Yep. 
yep, yeah. got the walls up in a day and then it took me a, an hour or so to, to paint it and, and things like that. But yeah, big thanks to the inner circle. While we're talking about this, you want to do housekeeping? Yeah, I guess so. Um, speaking of, well, we'll start with our best friends level. Uh, Steph 101 and Jonathan Macha uh, have joined us at the $5 level on Patreon. Uh, Doug Gann, who I still need to hunt down on Facebook, or maybe I've done it by the time this episode drops, uh, has joined us at the Patreon $10 level, which is our inner circle level. Uh, so at the $5 level, you get um, like a, we basically do like a, a merch pack for you. Um, at the $10 level, we do a merch pack, plus you get into the inner circle. The secret group uh, plus that no uh, one knows about. Plus uh, every once in a while, we just do some really random stuff and just like send people things every once in a while. Just. Yeah. because we're weird uh or we and- do or we do like little contests or we do secret santa sort of stuff we're going to do uh christmas in, in july. july that's actually about about, ha- about to happen i am going to sign up for that this year i need to decide if there's something i want to throw into that so i haven't decided i may yet. i need to talk to you about what i want to throw into that okay actually okay. um and last but not least in the bragging rights level Oh man, Steve's Steve's gonna be inseparable now. It's never gonna stop. Um, Rob, he did it. He got Rob one. Nordvik, who was already in the inner circle, upped his pledge to the bragging rights level, which gets him nothing extra well, over I'm, the inner circle except I'm, bragging rights. And Ryan has to send him a secret message on a piece of parchment. Yeah, there's secret information <laughs> I have that people in the inner circle want, and I need to handwrite it in calligraphy writing and send it to him because I said anyone that joined that level, I would do that and give them a hint. Yeah. For this secret information. Um, so I need to, I need to get that done. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. $25 a month. I don't think anything we do here is worth $25 a month. <laughs> don't discourage people. <laughs> I mean, we're going to use that money. I mean, we do stuff like this. And yeah. maybe he'll... I hope he quits it after one month. After he gets his <laughs> note, I hope, hope he goes back to 10. All right. Or goes um, down to 5. I don't know. Make, yeah. it, make it equal out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do three months at five. And then... <laughs> I got my note. Uh, so I realized that I actually have a what's new. Okay. I'm going to change my what's new. We're not right. going to talk about contest shipping. By the way, if you're watching this and you won our contest and you haven't received anything yet, it's probably because yeah, the, we need the, your information. The 20,000th uh, subscriber on YouTube contest. Yeah. If you haven't received it and you haven't heard from us, please get in contact with us. I think there's like two people. Uh, there's three. Three so that have we three haven't tracked down. at home. And uh, that's so three out of um, seven. Yeah, it was Adam Franson, uh, Jun Suk Seo, and um, what was the third one? I don't know. Oh, the third one is your um, is the guy in your YouTube Patreon. Uh, and I didn't have his address. No. Um, well, I don't know. You gave me his email address, and I emailed him, and he didn't email me back. Oh, weird. Oh, so, yeah. He didn't have his mailing address. Um, yeah. So I'll that's, try to message that's the him. Third one. I'll try to message him through the Patreon. Remind me on Monday. Okay. Um, so that's that. Um, but my actual what's new is I got the Quiet Theory prelude, prelude, oh, whatever, yeah. uh, reverb slash delay. Um, it's really warm and it's knocking right now. Um, I knocked uh, the. Well, I read you guys saw. Uh, Maybe you saw, maybe you didn't, because uh, I Facebook streamed it. Um, the I rewired my pedal board. I got the yeah. rest of my um, with his little sinusoid, sinusoid, solderless. the, the G and H solderless kit. Yeah, I, I finished that. I lost a screw, which I still haven't found. So Steve. I'm not going to be able to make the sixth cable. 
just just push it in there real hard and <laughs> oh yeah the screw has to go the through screw, the jack yeah, the, the jacket yeah uh, well the screw doesn't actually go through the jacket it's weird it's weird how it works but um but if the screw's not there though it won't oh, work at all okay um but yeah the, the quiet theory prelude it was on sale um and so i was like okay i'm gonna get it it was actually it was on sale for lower than what people try to sell it for on reverb oh wow um so i got a brand new one so you could flip it uh, if I'm you still want. kind of yeah for like 20 bucks hey that flips um, a flip and uh but it's really it's a really fun little pedal it's really warm i'm, I'm really looking forward to using it in like a live band setting um because i don't feel like i get a accurate representation of what it can do through like my little practice amp at home. Mm, like yeah. i think it really is gonna open up um in like a big room uh, sure. So it's bumped the afterneath off my board for now, and and with those I cables, you have that afterneath. Yeah, with the cables, um, I was able to like spread some things out, and uh, now I have two delays. I've got the kilobyte and the and the prelude, and the, the delay and reverb. Obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but they're separate channels. Um, trails on, trails off. You can have them bright, normal, or dark, and uh, yeah, it's just it's great. Fun. I mean, speaking of. Trails on, trails off. I I binged all of uh, uh, Cobra Kai. Oh my god! Yeah, we were going to talk about that. Maybe that should be our. Pa- maybe we should do a half hour Patreon episode oh, on that. Man, oh man. Well, well, maybe we'll talk about that later. Uh, my what's new is that I've got a I've got a new PRS. Yeah, yeah. You want to see my PRS? Let's show them that PRS. Check out check out my new PR, PRS guys signed by Paul himself. Uh, those listening to the podcast instead of watching it. Uh, it's a chunk of scrap wood that I got from Sweetwater's Gear Fest. PRS had a booth there, and they're doing a really fun thing. They had these big buckets full of scrap wood. You pick your your wood that's got the uh, the grain that you want, and then you uh, you tell the person running the booth what colors you want to stain it, and and they would bring you cotton swabs with that color dye on it. So I did this really fun fade from like a purple to a pinkish color to an orange. And I got to say, yeah. I think it's pretty sharp. I think I should mail this to PRS as my application to be a, uh, a guitar finisher. <laughs> and, then, and then Paul came by the booth later in the day and signed all the pieces. So everyone who did it went home with uh, Paul's signature on a real piece of PRS wood. You know, flame top, no big deal. I'm thinking about putting a clear coat on this and giving it a nice polish so I can see how much it uh how much it bounces yeah because right now it's kind of a matte finish i mean you can still see that flame right but uh, I, I you know once i once i get that clear coat on there i should hang it up on the wall back here and be like there's yeah. my there's my prs have a no the, big you know permanent <laughs> permanently memorialized paul reed Smith's no big signature. deal i just went down picked my colors you know they let they let me stain it because they knew i would do a better job and oh then gosh. paul came by and signed it you know that's that's how i get a prs no big deal no, so do you do you, do you actually stain it yourself, or do you just pick the colors? I actually stained it myself. They do, give you the cotton swabs. Does everyone? I but everyone did because I know everyone I saw. I know there's one on Reverb right now for like a thousand dollars. I know. Well, they, actually, they made um, that was Allen's, they, right? They made them take it down because they're like <laughs> they're like yeah, you can't put up signature stuff unless you have a COA apparently. Oh. Or at least you can't put up signature stuff and try to sell it for a thousand dollars or whatever. <laughs> well. Maybe I'll put mine up and I'll make my own certificate of authenticity on authenticity. What on, did you just say? Authenticity. Authenticity. Uh, <laughs> wow. And it'll just say actually stained 
by Ryan Burke of 60 Cycle oh, wow. Podcast. Yeah. So that part will be COA certified. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the part with Paul, maybe not so much. But <laughs> just, I just take a picture of your name on the back and be like, yeah. signed by Ryan My Burke. My name's on the back. Right, and then make your own COA. <laughs> <laughs> for that maybe paul needs to provide a coa we want to talk about this stuff over here yeah pull it out pull it out we got time we both uh got our our kybers in i don't know if you want to open yours i'm sure it's the same right. yeah they look exactly the same he uh he did some extra special ones it's not like it has your name on it to the ones he sent us well it's different than the prototype anyways he put a much higher quality switch on oh, there. okay these are the demont are these the demont switches i'm assuming or is yours or is the prototype the demont the, switch i don't think the prototype has the demont switch i think this is the demont switch it's very oh, satisfying okay. uh the the cover on it is a actually you know what here's the prototype yeah i actually haven't seen them side by side oh this switch is a lot different yeah that's what the little toggle switch is different. It's like he uses slightly different hardware on on different groupings of them. The rivets are different. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that one's like a hard click switch. Well, even like the uh, the case is slightly different. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the the text that says Kyber down here is smaller on the production model. You see on the prototype, it was oh yeah, it was big so that the rivet on the the rivet on the edge overlaps the k a little bit so i can see why he changed that and uh this one of course it has the tone mob cc cycle hum badges on the side yeah none on none on the prototype so yeah. i'm trying to decide if i'm going to keep the prototype or if i'm going to keep the production model version and when i decide that i think i'm going to contest out one of mine because i've got two you've yeah. got one because i did the demo and that was kind of my payment for that um i'm going to contest one out to the people who Patreon the YouTube channel, I'm thinking on the $10 level. Okay. So cool. that's kind of going to be like kind of like a Patreon drive for uh, my pocketbook. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I could just sell this thing yeah. and have fast cash, you know, but I kind of want to well, grow that Patreon. If you have a settlement and you need cash now. What is, what's the rest of that, Steve? Call JG Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. Is he a sponsor of the show now? No. <laughs> we were talking about that at work with just that song like anyway you have anything new that's everything that's all the new things we're 20 minutes into the show let's actually do our show now all right this first ad was sent to us by um chris reynolds yeah chris reynolds um thanks for sending this sending this chris this is a epiphone radio this is on reverb for 300 dollars. it's a epiphone valve junior 5-watt Class A tube head and custom Philco cabinet with an eminence 10-inch speaker. We took a used Valve Junior tube head and fit into an old Philco radio cabinet. Replaced the original Philco speaker with an eminence EG blah, whatever 30-watt speaker and made, uh, made the piece into a unique combo amp. We even saved the original tuning dial off the old radio and now serves as the Epiphone's volume knob. Four of our feet keep the head in place for moving around the room. Both hoes. Uh, this is a vintage radio cabinet, so it bears the marks of an old piece of furniture. We do our best to show the wear present as great patina and would be excellent in the home or office. Due to the fragile and unique nature of this amp, we cannot offer shipping, local pickup only. Um, I really like the way that this turned out. You do? Yeah. I hate it. Really? Yeah, I hate it. You would. <laughs> you want to have this? You want to like have this in your house? No. 
not in this condition. I mean, I guess now that I look I at like, it closer, like the head mount is just kind of it's n- nothing really going on. I like the concept of of using one of these amps to turn this radio cabinet into a functioning amplifier. I don't like the execution at all. It looks just dumb, especially if you are familiar with that amp at all. Yeah, it's just like oh. I just see that amp sticking out of the, the hole, like poking out at me, and the way that the the power control is like overlapped, right, a little bit, and you can tell that there's text and graphics that are overlapped by the 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 framing of this vintage radio cabinet. I don't even like the red Tolex poking through. I don't think it matches. Right. That that that. Now that you point all these things out, I I, I think Here, in my head, like I don't know. Here's what I would have done. And it would have been extra work for these people, but I think it would have paid off. I don't like, I'll say I don't like this at $300. No. I think maybe if this was like. How much do those amps go by by themselves? Maybe a hundred, 130. Yeah. And then you got to try to figure out the value of a gutted radio cabinet, which probably isn't a lot. No. You'd probably be surprised. So what I would have done with this, I like the, the functional concept of it. Right. I like the idea of having a single knob amp in a radio cabinet that mm-hmm. looks like furniture with one one, one uh, power switch, one input, one volume knob. And I like that they carried over the vintage volume knob onto there. Um, I would have come up with some sort of new face for the amp, even if the amp itself is still sitting back there, like ready to be pulled out to be used again like they don't have to gut it or anything like that but swap out the uh the pot and put one of those long uh knobs on it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then do uh like a like a jack extender so that you can plug in in like a an external power switch like Mm. i'm saying leave the amp as it is but then do little tricks like that so that you could route the controls into a a a faceplate that makes sense. I see what you're saying. That makes sense for the aesthetics. Like they could have changed the grill cloth that's down on the bottom part with all that, that really pretty woodworking. Mm -hmm. And so that they could match the grill cloth from there and put grill cloth on the top and have a little strip of metal with the controls. And then I'd be totally fine with them taking that Epiphone badge off and Mm -hmm. mounting it to the front somewhere. I kind of wonder what happened to the radio. Maybe there was no radio. Well, no, they said they saved the original tuning dial off the old radio. So actually, like... The I, old radio was probably tube and no longer functioned. Um, well, what I, what I was going for, except there would probably be... No, you could have totally done it. Just well, tell it. me what it is. What could we have done? They should have just taken the amp out of the Epiphone and mounted it in the radio. Well, that's another option. And just left everything alone, but like basically take the radio, um, the radio receiver portions out. And then the only, like, basically all you really have to do is move that volume knob somewhere, probably to where the, uh, the volume knob on the radio was. Um, move, like, rewire the, the powering power switch, which should be easy. And you might have to make a hole for your input jack. In the old radio. So in, in this amp, you're talking about a gutting situation. Yeah. In this amp, it looks like the the amp chassis is mounted upside down with the tubes hanging down. Mm-hmm. So you could gut this thing, flip 
the uh, the chassis upside down and then put a grill cloth over it with the control panel sticking out. At, it would be at the bottom here. Right. So the the control panel would be sticking out at the bottom and you could put some sort of new face on it and then put grill cloth going all the way up from the control panel and you can just faintly see like the guts of that the amp. Would, that could be cool Like too. you could see a little bit of glow from the tube and you can see the outline of yeah. the transformer in there. That could no, be a cool my, look. My, like I said, like I think the... It wouldn't have been. This is probably the easiest way oh, yeah. that they could have done it. They did it I the think easiest it way. I think it would have been worth it to kind of do like what you were suggesting before for the Fendler, which is keep the faceplate and put like a new amp in there. Yeah, like that. Do that kind of thing. Keep the radio faceplate. Even any knobs that yeah. are already on the radio that you don't use, just clip them. Mm-hmm. Like just leave those knobs there. They'll just be dead knobs. They won't do anything. Sure, but, you, you know, know which one works. Yeah, the volume. If you're smart, you'll like I said, you'll just do volume to volume. I would put it on the Turner tuner knob. Oh, that would be really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it like if it's like one of those ones where the, you can see the thing moving back and forth. Yeah, but instead exactly. of it, exactly, okay. <laughs> we made it. Better. And, and then I, I think like if that work was done, it, I could see it this being like a cool three hundred dollar thing. Yeah, totally. Otherwise, I'm just like, eh. oh, if it was done totally right and like totally cool looking like that then someone you could up the price honestly if yeah. you pulled it off you could probably turn it into a 500 hundred dollar piece if you really made it look good you know yeah make it look good and but at that point maybe upgrade the amp to something different instead of one of these epiphones right. although it's completely acceptable but i would have been more stoked if it was like you know a uh an excelsior yeah you know which i, I know has more controls but still whatever uh, do which we want to? Which one's the Excelsior? This the little Fender with a 15 inch speaker. Oh yeah, I bet yeah. there's room in there for a 15 inch speaker too. Yeah, I bet there's totally room for a 15 inch in there. It might have been tighter, but whatever. Who cares? All right, let's hit this first topic. This was sent in by fate by to the Facebook group by <laughs> Mason Lamb. Uh, he says we're do a thing where we ask for topics he says what should be the name of the sensation where you come off a gig and you use the fingernail of your picking hand to trace the impressions of the strings left in the calluses of your left hand and it makes you feel kind of tingly on the back of your neck but also a little grossed out but you can't stop doing it so i guess he's talking about like going like this yeah like 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 rubbing your your finger against the impressions in your. i don't think i've ever done i have never experienced that my calluses are pretty tough and i don't get indentations left in them like that yeah maybe he's holding like one note like an entire set and that's what he's getting uh but besides the point of us never experiencing that what do you think would be a good name um for that sensation? i don't know it's very it sounds very like a very asmr type of yeah but that's experience, like a, like a but that's a, that's a thing. class yeah well i'm sure if you if you did that tracing close enough to like a it cranked would, microphone, it would make a sound. Oh, I bet it'd be that, so nice for ASMR people, people. Would like really want to watch you. We've got like a like generate. a like a ribbed thing going on there. So I don't know why that's funny. Now I do know, I know why, why it's, it's funny. Um, uh, man, what would what would be a good name for that? It'd be uh, digital tracing, callus tracing. No, did did digital rid. Digital ridge response. Digital ridge response. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> DRR. That's what it is. Yeah, we, we kind of talked about this though. Like, there's a lot of kind of things that are unique that like sensations that are sensations, like uh, being a bass player and always having girls not talk to you at the show. That's not a sensation, Steve. That's a it's a feeling. 
<laughs> Bass players have feelings too. That's unique to you and like a few other dudes. Like, yeah, actually, you know what's funny is um, there's only like ten I, bass players in, in the, the world. In the world, uh, it's funny. <laughs> they, actually, they are all in everybody's bands. That you know, that people always talk about like, oh, the bass player can't get girls or whatever. But I was the first one to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Kyle, oh, you were dating way more than yeah. I was. So. Uh, also, Kyle McIntyre uh, is married. I think I'm pretty sure, and he plays. He's bass? definitely married. And he plays bass from the Tone Jerks. The what do Tone you know? Jerks podcast. What do you know? Why are we shouting out their podcast? I don't want to shout out any podcast ever again. Ever. All right. Um, but you were talking about uh, one of the sensations being getting shocked by microphones. Yeah, but that's like a unique like electrocution experience. I've been electrocuted many ways, and that way is kind of unique because it's going through like like people can get electrocuted like through you know a wall plug and their hands right. wet or whatever. But it's not through their lips. Yeah, it's not like you know, like kissing uh, kissing the wall plug. You know. Yeah, it's it's that one's not fun. That's it's my not fun. My least favorite guitar that, sensation. That, that pop on the lips and just like the like what's a what's a good word for that? K- kissing the electric devil. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's always funny because uh, I mean we need a more medical sounding term for it. It's it's funny because um, at church that's always a thing that would only happen if you're playing like electric guitar uh-huh. uh, and singing. Like if you're just playing acoustic guitar and singing, um, you didn't that never happened. It's something. Um, I don't. I guess it's because like with an with an electric with an acoustic. Sorry, with an acoustic guitar. Even though you're like plugged into the system, like that signal is is a piezo, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a transducer, I bet or you could like still, a microphone. I bet you could still take a jolt off of it. Um, the, no, because the strings aren't grounded. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So that's what it is. Is yeah. Uh, so then you know, every once in a while, either when um, when Nate, our old worship leader, um, would pull out his electric guitar and lead from that. He'd have to go get one of the, the foam of covers, the foam, which we have one of them over there. We have big boys right here. Yeah, we got these new big ones. Um, he'd have to go get a foam cover that nobody had used in like 10 years. <laughs> he had to brush the cockroaches off of it. That is <laughs> not, not inaccurate. inaccurate. <laughs> um, but so it's just funny. So what's the, had that happen like when I've tried to lead from electric guitar and sing at the same time? What's the good medical term for getting shocked by a microphone? Um, like it's got to have oral in it. Like, uh, oral, oral. It doesn't have to be th- three word. It could be four or five. Um, something about oral fibrillate oral defibrillation um transient oral electro how about mouth to ground <laughs> never go mouth to no, ground no that's what it is that's, okay so it's it's transient it's transient uh transient electro oral grounding mm that sounds very specific yes transient electro oral grounding yeah oral electro yeah i'm not sure what direction to take those two never go mouth to ground is what i'm saying yeah well. <laughs> oh what's another sensation like um, uh like how about how about when like your forearm gets rubbed raw because you've been playing a long time oh yeah that's a i don't like that one at all yeah i've actually i think in one of the um 
I've I've seen guys do this. I think I did. How about polyester dermal distress? Oh my gosh! <laughs> but it's not just polyester; it's any finish. Sure, sure. Um, um, po- poly lacquer. Po- okay, I'm having trouble talking now because I'm so excited. Poly lacquer dermal distress disorder. um i used to i think i tried it for a a little for like maybe one or two shows and then i just this shit would i wear like an armband Uh uh-huh like on my forearm just to like give myself basically an extra skin layer (laughs) um I used to do this thing when I first was learning to play guitar because I would just be up in my room as a teenager just playing for hours and hours and hours because I just had to do something with my hands. Just anything oh. with my hands. Uh, but anyways, I would get rubbed raw on my forearm. <laughs> and uh, what I did is I had an old wetsuit around, so I cut the forearm off the wetsuit right. and would wear that on my arm. And it would make me hotter and sweatier, but at least I wasn't in pain anymore because finally I was doing something with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing down this long ass uh episode ti- title for us. Poly lacquer dermal distress disorder. I think that's a good why not episode title. Not? <laughs> What's another probably one? Probably better than gotta do something with my hands. <laughs> um I feel like there's certain ones that maybe aren't playing specific. Um I have this thing every once in a while we're like if i'm i I, maybe i i don't know if i would experience this at like just going to a concert or something but i definitely experienced this with playing where like i can't like my my leg like one of my legs will just kind of like start spasming and it's like something that only happens to me when i'm doing music like when Mm. i'm playing music where it's like i just it'll start bouncing no, never happened. Like a, like a rhythm, like rhythmically. It's not even like rhythmic. I don't think a lot of the time. Maybe and this is, is involuntary. It's. I feel like it's involuntary. It sounds like. A are you just making disorder. a? Are you just making a joke that you know how to tap your feet? No, no. Or that you're it's dancing. Like, it's like I can't not do this thing, and it's not dancing. It's like it's, it's more like I said. It's so you're more, being serious. Being serious. Okay. It's like a spasm. I was trying to trying to read you to figure out if you're like <laughs> no. winding up for a joke. <laughs> A spasm. That's interesting. Yeah, um, like a shiver. Kind of. It's like I don't know. It's all. It's like a. It's like a cramp, but it's not painful. Mm. Does it feel good? It just is a thing that happens. It just happens. And well, it's definitely got to start with involuntary. Yeah, uh, involuntary. <sighs> <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that, Steve. Involuntary. <sighs> Uh, muscular involuntary polyrhythmic spasms. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's jazz. It's jazz. Oh my it's gosh! Involuntary jazz leg. Involuntary <laughs> jazz leg. <laughs> at, at work. At work. Uh, I was talking to one of my. I was talking to one of my friends at work, and I go. This is a good topic. I go. Uh, this is a really good topic. I go. Um, we're talking about like like music and i was like uh-huh. you know what like i'm always surprised at like some of the music people listen to at work um but this one person like it always catches me off guard where they're like oh i love this song and i'm like listening to like well one like one of the times i was listening to um uh the wallflowers like their first album uh-huh and she's like oh i love this song and i was like 
You do? She's like, yeah, 90s music. Like, I love all of that stuff. I love oldies. And uh, no, no, she's like, we're, we're the same age. Um, so, uh, so I go, I go like, yeah, I'm all, I was telling, we we're talking about it. I was like, I'm always surprised, like, when I'm listening to something or when you suggest me, like, music to me. Um, cause like the other day I was like, oh, what should I listen to? And she's like, you should listen to, um, Mumford and Sons. And I was like, I, that was not the suggestion. Cause, uh, that was just not the suggestion I thought you would make when I sure. say like pick music for me to listen to today. Um, so she goes, yeah, I listen to like everything except jazz. I can't stand jazz. I hate jazz. She like, hates she it. She was like getting worked. Why up, like, don't they just? Jazz! Why don't they just play the right notes? Yeah. So I sent her that that clip from the office. You're not stupid. Jazz is stupid. <laughs> and jazz then, is stupid. And then you sent her a link to Jazz Domingo, right? Oh my gosh! I should have. So there's a, a there was a guy playing at Sweetwater Skier Fest who was basically like playing Jazz Domingo songs. I forget his name. But, uh, but I was listening Domingo. to it. It's like we weren't far off. We got pretty close. Yeah. Uh, what about? Have you ever had this sensation? I get this uh, as like a songwriter, mm-hmm. where when I'm practicing uh, a new song with a band, whether it had been your favorite band or Dinosaur Ghost or The Morning Glass or whatever. Uh, you're practicing a new song that you've been working on and you're playing it with your musicians for the first time mm-hmm. and it's just coming together and it gives you like goosebumps. You ever get that? I mean, yeah. Like yeah. everything kind of like you're playing, you're playing with people and everything just kind of like melds in a moment and then like, there it is. There's the sound yeah. and you're just like, ah, you get like a, like a goosebumps and shivers off of it. And like that's a little kind of, bit of like an adrenaline response too. Yeah. So I think that's like going trying to still explain my involuntary jazz leg. Like it's kind of like that kind of a thing where it's like you get a rush. It's a rush. And then mm. my leg, like my leg will start freaking out. Mm. Like just because like everything is like perfect. I'm like, I feel like really involuntary excited. jazz leg is going to become the thing that everyone references <laughs> from this episode. Maybe that should be the title. Okay. Yeah. I'll write it down. <laughs> I got one. I finally got one. <laughs> involuntary jazz leg. <laughs> um, yeah, so, what would you call that? Like goosebumps. It's a, it's a quasi, quasi spiritual. I don't know. Uh, quasi meta. Is this another dermal thing? No, because it's like it's an adrenal thing. Like it's got to have like adrenal response in it or something like that. Uh. Uh. Technical execution, adrenal response, something like that, or um, momentary. This is why people need to watch this episode instead of listen to it. <laughs> so all of these like silent moments makes actually sense. make sense. Where we're just like staring at the ceiling. I don't know. Going, nothing. Oh. Nothing's coming to me. Like adrenal response has to be in there, or nervous response. No, I like. Adrenal response, yeah, well, that kind of implies like excitement a little, maybe. right? Um, what's another? What's like a more technical word for excitement? I mean, excitement is actually a technical word. Uh, <laughs> call it skin. You, you call it skin. like body, full body, <laughs> full body, full body music boners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fall- Follicle erections. That's terrible. (laughs) 
adrenal response derived follicle erections. What do you think? Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. You got listeners, listeners, go on the Facebook group and tell us what you think it should be. Let's move on to the next ad. Yeah, this next ad was sent by somebody. A person that listens to this show. Well, yeah, I'd hope so. Um I'm trying to find it. My drive crashed. I hope oh, really? in here. Oh yeah, this was Star Guitar. Star it was Guitar sent by or posted by Frederick. Oh God. I don't know how I don't know if, if I spelled his name right. It might have been L's instead of I's. It was it was like hard to tell. Yeah, I think it's like Il Ilac? I don't know. I I A C or L I A C or I L A C. Yeah. Freaking freaking uppercase I's and lowercase L's. Why are you the same? <laughs> Why are you the same? It's to save ink. It's not ink, it's on the computer. Yeah, that's true. It's just a throwback. Anyway, this is a star guitar. It's an electric guitar, hand painted design. This needs is a bobcat, right? Yeah, this is a harmony bobcat or whatever. Yeah, type of a thing. And um, Steve checks his watch because he's getting bored. I don't, no, I don't, I don't know. My <laughs> wife was sending me something. Oh, okay. The anyway, the body is this red with star, like these trippy stars. Yeah. Kind of a psychedelic. It's, it's definitely like thing. a hand painted sort of thing. Harmony Bobcat, red body, yellow stars. Oh, it says right there. With uh, like kind of like black outlines and orange details in them. It it looks kind of like like a bed sheets for a kid. Yeah, the t- middle finger hand is totally it's something. Char- I would well, want that's on the back. That's on the back. It's very yeah. charming and like like kind of kitty on the front. There is a hand on coming out of the one of stars on the front, but it's just holding a guitar pick. This thing is missing its wiring, it said, and it's missing knobs. Uh, the, the the theme is carried onto the headstock with a white headstock with yellow stars or gold yeah. stars. So on the back, things get uh, more adult, I suppose you could say. Yeah, there's like a blue... Well, I, you know, there's a middle finger. You're getting flipped off. Right. There's like a mouth with the tongue coming out and like a face with the eyebrows going up like, mm, and there's a skull, there's a skull in one of the stars. Like there's a bunch of extra details in the stars on the back. And then there's this lady painted on the back with uh, stars where her nipples would normally be. I don't know. And if those... like uh, she has a third eye and she's holding. Is this like an alien woman? A bottle of booze or something like that. Um, and, and she's got like a purple beehive. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's a really interesting piece of art. Uh, oftentimes on the show, we rail against uh, like sexy lady guitars. Yeah. This is not that. This is like more of like an outsider graffiti art, sort of like quirky sort of look. This feels like something that would be like really at home at like um, uh, the, the tiki thing. What's that thing? The oh, Tiki Oasis? Tiki Oasis. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I mean, it's just kind of got this very, like, kitschy, yeah, like, kitsch. 60s art yeah, thing going on. Yeah, it's kind of psychedelic, but also kind of, like, uh, kind of pop arty. But, like, this is this is art, right? Like, it's hard to define the difference between art and smut. Well, I think one of the big things with this one is that it's on the back. Right, right. And like on, not... all the parts that are risque are on the back, which, by the way, if it was on the front, this would break my rules for art on guitar. Right. But because it's on the back, it's like this is just for the person wearing it. 
or you turn it around on its stand at your house if you want to display it, yeah. and then it displays then perfectly. It makes, sense. it makes total sense. So this this guitar gets a lot of like technical uh, check marks from me. Yeah, I, I I really like the art. Like I said, I think it's art and not smut. Uh, well, I, don't I think th- I don't think it's because... I don't think it's meant like the the nudity of of the woman on the back isn't meant to uh, to what's the word. It's not, it's like, it's edgy, but it's not in a, in like a, so we, we skipped a couple other ads this week, um, that are just like, it's not for the purpose of like sexual excitement. Like it's, or arousal. it's not for arousal. This is an art for the sake of arousal, like sexual arousal. It's, Um, it's, I'll say arousal again, just to do it. Um, but it's, it's art because it's interesting to look at and it's. So it like we skipped, we skipped this ad this week, which is a right. guitar in the shape of a woman that's wearing weird, like a bikini or something. It's a poorly airbrushed, like sexy lady. And guitar. Um, we skipped this other one. That's uh, it's uh, oh here here we go the uh, uh, the Jenna Jameson hot lick guitar. Like these are examples of guitars that like are just. They're trying to be sexy. Yeah, they're, they're like trying, trying to, to do like something, and it's not particularly creative, in my opinion. Like softcore sort of pornography sort of angle, where this is like totally different. And this is this is a really good example, like art versus smut, like I was saying earlier. Yeah, I really like the fade on the neck too. The stars continue up the neck to the headstock on the back of the, of the neck and it transitions and, on the, the yeah, color transition. It transitions from red to white so that the white on the back matches the white front of the headstock. I think that's really clever. Um, if this came in as a finish on with me, you know, just with the stars without the, uh, the, the more risque details on the back, right? If this came as a stock finish on something, I would be all about it. You know, that concept. So really good execution. And also, did you see the price? No. 180. Oh wow. That is I think a really killer price for this guitar with art that I think is attractive. Like no. if if I saw this at a local like craft fair or something like that or a gallery for 180, if I was into the artist, I might be very tempted to take this home as an art piece. Who knows if it even plays just as an art piece. That's mm-hmm. that's cheap art. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. Do you have any final thoughts on it? Nope. I wonder if it plays at all. I mean, Harmony like, Bobcat. As far as, like... I'm, I bet you could get money for those pickups. Yeah. I bet you could get your 180 out of it by selling those pickups and putting something else in there. For sure. Um, no, it it looks really... It looks very well done. I mean, it, it might be something where you, when you see it in person, it's probably got, like, orange peel issues. <laughs> right, um, right. It probably definitely looks hand-painted in person, but I can say, looking at it, I can tell this is a clean job. I, yeah. you know, I bet that those black outlines are are rougher in person mm-hmm. when you see them. But like, this thing has that that three feet away kind of aspect to it, where like right. three feet away, you're not going to notice anything wrong right. with it. Not bad. Uh, next topic. Yeah, this was a question from Andrew McCormick. He says, "I uh, I want to add a Jazzmaster to my collection. Which one or ones should I look into?" <laughs> and he says, um, Someone asked, or Emily asked in the group, uh, do you like Bigsby's? And he says, I don't use the trim on my Strat, so probably not. So basically, he wants a offset, a Jazzmaster. That's hardtail. Uh, that is hardtail. Or he doesn't care if it's hardtail or not. Um, 
what's your first instinct on this? Do you have any dog in this fight? Um, I um don't. My first take on it is if it's like a first jazz master, I would, and you're not, I don't know, like one, I guess Fender is now doing the, um, like the, they have a jazz master in that new, like Fender, whatever professional or whatever they're calling. Oh, the player series, the player series made in Mexico. They do have a jazz master. It's double humbucker. Mm. Um, I don't remember if it has a trim on it or not. Uh, all my eye devices are being used at the moment, so I'm sure. Pull it up. I think it does. Actually, you know, I can get to Safari from here. here Fender Player Series 2018. You're already there, so I'll quit. Uh, yeah, it has a tr- has it's it has the trim. Yeah, and actually, it's does not it have double. A, does it have the? Tu- oh, sorry, that's the Jag. Does it have the tu- the tunomatic bridge on it, or does it have the? Uh, the offset bridge on it is what I want to know right now. Mm. I also really want to know, are you going to go it my way? looks like the, oh my gosh, <laughs> it looks like the standard offset bridge. Okay. Um, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to say. If you're looking for a jazz master and you know that you know that you're not going to use a trim on it, mm-hmm. whether it be an offset trim or a big speed, then Get one that has like a tunomatic style bridge on it. It's going to save you a lot of headache and a lot of trouble. It's going to be more stable and it's going to stay intonated much more easily. If you're going to get yeah, one it's, with it's this guy. Yeah, that's the, like the Mustang bridge. Um, if you are going to use the trim, then by all means, go with the standard bridge and fully experiment, fully experience what a, uh, a fender offset is like. Yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting journey for you because there's a lot to learn there and you have to learn how to dial them in just right for them to play in a certain way. And it's going to feel very funky and it's going to feel very jangly in the way that offsets mm-hmm. do. Um, uh, another. So there's a lot of options out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of if, you jazz know masters that have hardtails and like a tunematic so, style. And on that, the uh, Squire Deluxe Jazz Master. Um, is that the contemporary series that just came that out? That is because they just um, released from the same series that my Squire is back there. They just released one. It's basically a, like a Jim Root Jazzmaster because it's got EMGs in it and a hardtail. Oh no, this one um, is not. Okay, so uh, this one has uh, Jazzmaster pickups in it. So that so that's but the it ma- is but it is a hardtail. So, so that would be a, a really good option. Like I'm showing it to you and not to the camera. Yeah. Um, like getting a hardtail is going to save you a lot of heartache and a lot of frustration yeah. if you know that you know you're not going to use a trim. Um, another option because part of the character of a jazz master or a vendor offset is the long string length behind the bridge. You could get a standard jazz master with a standard bridge and get one of those plates that is just the string hook instead of being the trim plate. Yeah, or just take the uh take the trim bar out. And completely crank down the spring so it doesn't move at all. Similar, similar uh, kind of effect. And then you can pluck behind the bridge and stuff like that, and get, yeah. your, get your Sonic Youth sounds. Going that is on. that is like the I guess. Well, even with the with the tom or with like the hardtail, you can you still have some space to do that, but it's not as long. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I I feel like the length of the string makes a big difference in the feel of an offset. So you have to ask yourself. 
do you want a traditional offset feel or do you want modern playability? Right. I mean, that's really the, the compromise there. Uh, I'm going to say as far as pickups go, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and get something that has at least the Jazzmaster pickup in the neck position. I love the Jazzmaster neck pickup in my Squire. I kind of want that pickup in a bunch of other neck positions on other guitars now. I think it sounds really freaking great. And maybe it's just my personal preference, but Oh, you don't have that. Yeah. One it's not here down yet. here. It'll be here in a couple of weeks when I get all those hangers up. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's one of my piece on that. As far as the bridge goes, I feel like the bridge pickup, as far as the jazz master pickup goes, is kind of a more specific thing. If you know that you like humbuckers, get one with a humbucker. You know, if you really want to try the Jazzmaster pickups in the bridge, go for it. I mean, it's all personal preference. Um, I don't know what the neck radius is on that new Squire one. I'm assuming it's pretty flat because that line has a bunch of flat necks on it. But you're going to, for the most part, you're going to get like a nine and a half yeah. out of a Jazzmaster. Yeah. So there's not a lot of variation out there in that direction. Uh, that's my breakdown. What do you think, Steve? I he, agree. He agrees. Um, no, I think, you know, there's... With the with the player actually with the player ah, series screw it all out, just just get one in the color that you like yeah I mean <laughs> uh, with the player series coming out you know there are a lot of different options I think the cheapest Jazzmaster uh, that you can get that's a Fender product is probably that uh, the Squire that I showed which is like four hundred mm-hmm. bucks the J Mascus every oh, like a lot of people oh, love the J Mascus it's four fifty um, the J Mascus and these are new like, prices checks, like checks a lot of those boxes yeah like, these, that's a really solid. Jazzmaster. These get. are new new prices, so I don't know. But from what I understand, from what else. I understand, the J Master Squire, the pickups are not true Jazzmaster. Right, pickups. they're, they're like they P90s. Have something else going on. They're like yeah. more, more, they're closer to a P90 under a Jazzmaster. Yeah, cover. Um, and then you know you, you jump up to like about six fifty, six seventy five or so for the Player Series. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm after that you're jumping for American at like a thousand bucks. I wonder what the street price will actually be on those Player Series. That is the street price. But I'm wondering what like what dealers will actually be selling them at. I think we'll see them online for that, but I bet if you go to like a guitar center on, you know, like Labor Day weekend, I bet you can walk out for, with one for cheaper. Maybe. I mean, it's speculation. But I'm saying, like, if you just were to order one off of Sweetwater right now, like, that's what you would Oh, think. yeah, exactly. If but. you went to if you went to Gearfest, though, 575 I think. Oh, really? They were, like, 100 bucks off. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good deal, in my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's that's map. Anyway, um, 675 I think. Uh, let's actually... I circled this like 20 times and then I almost forgot it again. Uh, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Of course. We're at that part of the show, huh? Yeah. Uh, so let's do them backwards. Uh, big shout out to... Steve wants uh, to do it backwards. Solid Gold Effects. Uh, the countercurrent was here. Oh, there it is. There it is in my hand. Um, so go check that out. Check out Solid Gold Effects. We've been doing a lot of work with them lately. Um, I've got... Make, I have a three, really solid lineup of pedals. i got three more demos coming out with them. I have got the Zeta Deluxe. Okay. I've got the Funkzilla mm-hmm. and uh, uh, their phaser, the Blood Moon. No, no, that's the TC phaser. Let me check real quick. Okay, bye. Oh, Ryan's got this fancy cabinet back here. I know, right? The dig through has got thousands and thousands of pedals in it. I can't get to it because Steve's chair is blocking it. Oh, yeah, blame oh, It's my fault. It's my fault. I'll have to scoot closer. 
<laughs> the Apollo 2. That, oh, was, okay. that was embarrassing that I couldn't remember the name of it. I haven't messed Sad. around with this one yet. It's a phaser. It's going to have a lot of fun options. But uh, I know that I love the Zeta Deluxe and the Funkzilla already. I got into those a little while back. I just need to shoot the demos for them. Probably going to shoot those this week. Cool. Uh, shout out to Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. They make cables. And smiles. Uh, they sponsor every episode of this show. Uh, the great guys. So go check them out if you're looking for patch cables, if you want tech flex, if you want whatever. Like if you have a cable idea that maybe you want some kind of snaking thing happening, like shoot them an email and see what they can do. Hey, today's Monday when this episode airs. Tomorrow and every week is Tech Flex Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. check it out on their website. Um, and then last, write it on a post it note and put it on your monitor. Tech last, Flex Tuesday every week. Last but not least, Gun Street Wiring Shop. Bang, bang. Steve wasn't ready for that. Uh, if you need wiring for one of your guitars, you want to upgrade or all something, of your guitars, um, hit them up. See what they can do for you. All right. This last ad was sent by Kyle Smith. Good old Kyle uh, Smith. Titled Popsicle Spider. Somebody took a line six. For a moment, when you said those words, I forgot what the ad was. And I got really creeped out by the, the title Popsicle Spider. Um, it's a Line 6 Spider 2 30-watt guitar interface. <laughs> uh, it's an interface now, huh? Yeah, I took this Line 6 amp head out of a combo and made a top for it. It can be used as a very cheap way to get some okay guitar tones into a computer, like a guitar interface. Okay. I okay, have the speaker tones. and cabinet for it as well. It can be put back to a practice amp. So um, This person went... Would you pay $20 for this? I would not, but if someone was looking for a spider, like, just, like, lay it on a desk, like, head to mess around with, I guess I would recommend this. I'd say, yeah, go for it, because I wouldn't recommend just paying more money to get the whole amp, I suppose. The amount of work that the, the this person put into putting a top on this amp is astounding. Which is just a bunch of popsicle sticks, like glued to the top of it, or something. I'm gonna guess there are forty popsicle sticks on the top of this. Do you think they just bought popsicle sticks, or do you think they and ate that many popsicles? I think they bought them. These don't look used. Although I would have given extra points if they were used. If you could see that like popsicle stain on them, you know, maybe they were creamsicles because the creamsicles there's ice cream against the popsicle, and you don't get the stain on the wood. Right. Um. That would be extra gross if these were used, though. I'm wondering if you use, like, hot glue. What kind of glue do you think would combine, connect wood to the Line 6? Uh, metal? Just white, do you think that's I just metal? I white glue. Yeah, just regular old Elmer's? Yeah, it looks... I it mean, looks if you're like going to... It might actually not be glued directly to the amp. It might be on something else. I don't know. It's... it. Oh, the reason... Okay, now I understand. Yeah, it's got to be some kind of something else... Because there is no top of the amp. Like, that's why this is there. It's open. Otherwise, it's open. Right. I know why he did it. Because he wanted to cover up the guts that were inside. Yeah. I didn't, did not process I that initially. I would have initially. been more okay with him cutting out a piece of cardboard and taping it on there. This is a bizarre thing to do. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I mean, I guess it's so, oh, it'll look nice on your. De- will it though? Way will, too it big. Look, will it look nice? Here's the thing. Um, it's huge. I don't know. I don't know what. Um, I assume Line Six still supports it. So I have a Line Six UX two, uh-huh. which is actually an interface, right? And um, 
when I recorded, I mean, this, um, this guy was trying to turn this into a rack now. Yeah, right? when I recorded this, uh, when I recorded the last year we did Christmas Friends, uh-huh. um, I think all of my guitar for the song that I did and bass, I did through the Line 6, through that Line 6 interface, through Line 6's, um, whatever, like, I forget what it's called, like Gear Farm or whatever, Tone, sure, sure. tone Farm or something like that, software. And I just did it that way. Like, this is, I mean, I guess like this is more tactile, but if the idea is that you're going to be using this for a computer interface, there's somehow, better ways. Like, just use the computer software that Line 6 provides with an actual interface. Fine. That will be way smaller because, yeah. like, the, I think the UX2 is, it's bigger than this, but not a lot. He's holding bigger. up the fiber for our listeners um, on the podcast. Yeah. It's like, it's not a large thing, it fits on your desk i used to use the pod xt as an interface i'd say go get one of those you know yeah so find, find a cheap pod xt used and use that as your desktop interface yeah i mean i guess it's gonna be getting this popsicle spider nightmare yeah i mean i it's, it's gonna be more than 20 bucks but i think it'll be worth it it'll be 40 dollars are the xt's that cheap now if you if you wait long enough, I'm sure you can find one for forty dollars, maybe eighty. Okay, you caught me, Steve. They're not forty. I know. I, I really have no idea. I don't. I don't look for them. I mean, I traded in my XT for a cup of coffee. No, a, a Mexican Strat with American pickups in it. By the way, so I feel like I got out before the market crashed on yeah. those guys. <laughs> All right, are we done? We are done. Oh, man, uh, let's get out of here. Let's go enjoy our song. Saturday, Steve. We definitely don't have another episode to record. No, we definitely don't. We're done. Uh, this song was sent um, by Charles Gibson. He says, this is a song that came from the result of us combining single malt whiskey and recording equipment one night. Uh, I couldn't tell you what instruments were used. The guitar parts were most likely done with a uh, made in Mexico Strat. Uh, this was, you know what the, you know what the term is for when you get too drunk to play? What's that? Whiskey pick. Wow. (laughs) Um, this was at one point, this was at one point going to be a side project that never caught on as we never did anything else with that intention. Uh, without further ado, I present the only recorded track from the rivers entitled the song that your girlfriend will like, would like the song that your girlfriend would like. I don't have a girlfriend. You have friends that are girls. That's true. They'd like this. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody.